0: Um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Welcome to the WSO Weekly Wrap-Up, where I talk with my team about the five most trending discussions in the Wall Street Oasis community. Enjoy. All right, everybody, welcome to the fourth weekly wrap-up pod. This week, we got, I think, three top discussions we're going to cover. Matt, go ahead and kick it off.
1: Yeah, sure. So first one that we saw in the forums this week, not a surprise to anyone. Has anyone here noticed that nowhere in America is affordable anymore? Um, You know, as a younger individual here, we all knew that LA, New York, Miami, typically the hotbeds, but what we've been seeing and some users in our community have been seeing is, you know, places that have typically been um, not as expensive to live in historically have also now have been jacking up prices in rent, but even just property costs. So um, Pat, what's your two cents on this? Um, what's going on here in the world for, uh, for yeah, affordability? I,
0: I think, you know, as rates have gone skyrocket, you know, have skyrocketed, I think the fastest like ever increase the prices of real estate have come down, but nowhere near enough to offset the amount that rates have gone up. So like you look at like any sort of affordability index, it was at like average like in 2020 i'm looking at the national association of realtors it was like 170 back in 2020 it's down to 103 so it's like i'm from like 170 down to 100 on an on an index basis it's crazy it's almost double like the actual cost yeah. of housing in terms of buying in so not a great time to buy a home if you need a lot of debt uh if you need a lot of financing um it's it's going to be painful uh yeah so
1: but then my my question is Patrick, for people are even in pain and full, is it the smart thing to allocate all your capital to, to real estate, right? Like where's the best return going to come from now? Do you start
0: thinking is it gonna be stocks in the next 10 years or is it gonna be real estate again? I think real estate's a terrible place to put your money right now, but it's yeah. my opinion. Um, you know, I have my yeah. on a fixed rate mortgage, so I'm lucky enough that um, you know, I, I don't have to worry about rising rates, people who took out variable loans, people who, you know, are adjustable rate mortgages arms, they call them. Um I think in Canada, isn't that more common, Matt? Or is it? Isn't it like all adjustable, or or in UAE? No,
1: we offer fixed, but we don't have the, the same term lengths that that you guys have. I mean, like so it only five years. So. It's five year five year term. It, so after are five years, you, how do you afford to yeah. paying your mortgage back in five years? You, you, don't, you don't. well, sorry. Like um, it's renewing, so the payback period's still going to be twenty twenty or twenty five years. Yeah. But the, the your rate Today's is only change. locked in for five years. Uh, um, yeah, so you can have a variable rate for five years. Upon five years, they, they relook at everything, see if you have additional debt on the property, et cetera. Uh, um, but it's not like, I know when we were talking about this, you've locked in your rate for 30 years, which is crazy because now I don't know how the bank's making money off you. That's like a nah, terrible
0: application of funds. Uh, <laughs> they already split it up and sold it off just like uh, back in 2007-8 like the great crisis <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely
1: dis- it's definitely discouraging I don't know Nibir, how, how are things in UAE I, need, I know for myself it's a bit discouraging um, uh, you know, same yeah here
2: the prices haven't gone down either so it's I mean there's interest rate hikes but like there's more demand so real estate prices still where they are they haven't gone down at all
0: they haven't gone down no. no. Wow. Uh, you're down, yeah. 20% what, Ten to twenty percent, but that doesn't. Again, when you have when financing costs have tripled, it's like not triple, but close to tripled. Um,
1: I also find Pat, that for us at least here, there's pockets that have decreased, but there's still some you know areas that have maybe only gone yeah. down like five, six, seven like percent. But at the end, that's where everyone wants to be. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, you know, you'll you'll see headlines of you know prices have decreased fifteen percent to date or whatever or whatever it is, but that's not old, like maybe overall, but there's still a lot of hot pockets that haven't really decreased, right? Where the better schools are, where there's maybe you know a little bit of a safer, safer area. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you know. Yeah, you're I think putting I think put all your money,
0: putting all your money in Tesla stocks is much better.
2: Now, right? <laughs> now no, <laughs> went up like double.
0: <laughs> no, not now. I was pounding the table though back at like hundred twenty a share. Hundred, you know, I even I put my money where my mouth was. Bought some at bought some in the low one hundreds. Uh, yeah. Lovely, yeah. I wish it double enjoyed, that. Well, I would have thought triple if it had hit in, in the '90s. I was ready. I had all these limit orders in.
1: Uh. <laughs> well, <laughs> aside from aside from that, but I know obviously you're a little bit older than than the meal and I. Would you do anything different, like for you know a young, 25 year old, 26 year old hustling, but you know finding it a little bit discouraging? Like, what would be your um you know recommendation and obviously it was a little bit different when you were our age but what would you yeah, suggest i mean, uh, risk I mean now that you?
0: now that like you can a lot of people i think can get like remote flex jobs i think finding smaller towns that are cool that are fun for younger folk i think is is an option uh, what i would say is let's say prices of real estate keep coming down and rates can kind of um you know, rates ease a little bit, maybe like later end of this year, it might be a little bit of a better time, but you got to see another like 10 to 20% drop in real estate prices realistically to like get anywhere near reasonable. And then, you know, in terms of like, you want to get in and start building that, but you definitely don't want to be like handicapping yourself in terms of flexibility and locking yourself in, especially since the decision to buy versus rent it doesn't make financial sense in most large cities. It just, you know, your price to rent ratio or whatever they call it, it's like 30 plus years. Like you'd have to be renting for 30 years for it to like, for it to, when when they're that high versus like a Detroit, if you're in like a Detroit or let's say like a place that's more depressed where there's like migration out there, the price to rent ratio, like, why are you renting? Like just buy the place. Cause it's like, you're gonna, you know, you're paying. Yeah. Fifteen hundred bucks a month, you could own a house like for, for that payment. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. So like yeah, it, at it, least you're
1: building some equity at that point. Yeah, yeah, it
0: just depends on the market. Like it just depends on where you are. Like I think you don't want to be like it's very hard in California. It's very hard in New York or any of these like inflated areas to Miami. Kind of, yeah, to do real estate as an inv- as a financial investment, especially now with like rates where they are. If you're doing flips, okay, and you know what you're doing, you're building the homes. That's one thing. But if you're like just buying homes that are already in place no and yeah, yeah. And speculating trying to rent them out like your rent isn't even going to cover your mortgage it's not even come close to cover your mortgage. Yeah. Really? even with rents kind of having been jacked up
1: yeah and then a lot of sleepless nights as well
0: <laughs> yeah just don't yeah i'd say for the young for the young folk like put your money elsewhere right now um uh, try to get it in the market gradually slowly uh look at you know investing back in yourself like skills like just so you can get paid more um so yeah. There's like the saving and the investing side, but there's also making yeah. you up your pay. Control what you can control. I think yeah. that's
1: the best way yeah. to say that there. But this is a perfect segue into the second topic. Don't want to spend too much time yeah. uh, just on the first one alone, but uh, up the same alleyway, talking about the cost of being a young professional. So um, again, similar line of thought here. How do entry-level salaries stack up? Um, and let's choose here a specific location like in, the, in against the cost of living in New York. Um, that's just a finance. So a lot of Wall Street jobs are going to be in New York City there. Um, I know Pat. You lived in, in New York for for some time when you were in investment banking. Um, you know what? What are you seeing now specifically around like the entry levels? Let's let's call it, like an IB analyst first year.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, rents have just skyrocketed back in New York since COVID kind of became.
1: And they were saying New York's dead. I New York was, dead. New York yeah. New York I was dead,
0: dead. I didn't believe it. I bought uh, I bought some of the REITs in New York when I, when it was depressed down. Like this is coming back. This this city's coming back. Yeah. Um, Although like commercial is scary, like commercial, I don't think will ever like it's gonna take a long time if ever be back to what kind of where it was. But the, the Resi- I don't, think, I don't
1: it think it ever gets back. I I, I just can't <laughs> see it. I think what we're seeing now is like, this, especially from the commercial side, is a push from a lot of companies to you know really start utilizing the office space, and it makes sense. And actually, if it's if they own the the office space, it's different if they're renting it because they know they could roll that off. after They just won't renew their lease and yep. either downgrade or maybe move fully. Fully remote, but the individuals that own this real estate, uh, and you know it's on your balance sheet as a company, you want to make sure that yeah you know, it's getting used. Um, Here, <laughs> there you could be looking at a a little bit of a hurt there.
0: Yeah, I right. think in terms of affordability, like for the analysts, uh, you know if you're making a hundred k base, I think you're fine as long as like, you're not overextending, like trying to get a one bedroom, like if you just live in a studio or you get a one bedroom flex and you have a wall and you're, I mean, you're not even at the apartment. Anyway, yeah. So like you just need a place to sleep. And um I think at, at least in my end those days, I think they still do this. They do like one bedroom flex, two bedroom flex, so you live with one- a roommate or two other roommates. It's a pretty good arrangement. Well,
1: so I, two I would things. say that some, some cool responses we saw Pat were, were around like, you know, even just talking about that hundred K mark, so that's typically, you know, People always idolize that. You know, 100K though, back in the day is not what it was today. So specifically- I didn't paying, get paid 100K.
0: I was 55K
1: base. But then, do you do you remember what your rent was when you, what you were paying in uh, the city? That's
0: a good question. Right? So, uh, so there
1: was one person in the forum who was mentioning, you know, when rent was only 1,700 per month, you know, having that extra couple thousand bucks in your pocket, even after you maxing out your 401K and your, you know, you have your your food uh, food costs and just some other basic necessities, um, you at least had got to feel like you were you been a bit more successful. You know, you have a couple thousand in your pocket at the end of the month yeah. after you, you know, taking care of what you have to take care of. And and it's it's a good reward for you know almost like putting in the the sweat for being an investment banker, right? Like you want to like if you're oh, working hundred dollars, you, you feel like you're
0: successful. People are all like, "Hey, live off your base, bank your bonus." That's like kind of what everyone says. I think my rent was like eighteen hundred or nineteen hundred or something like that in my second year um, when I had like a a third or fourth floor walk-up or something, like on 55th and 8th. <laughs> I lived in 38th and Park. Uh, I lived with my girlfriend at that point. She was at Goldman. I was at um, NPE. So, like, that was a good setup because, you know, split the rent there. That was more expensive. That was, like, $3,800 uh, a month. But it was just a pretty awesome apartment um, with views of, like, Chrysler Building and the Empire State Building on, like, on each side. So it's a pretty sweet apartment. Um, not, right. like, super nice or anything inside, but... <laughs> But just a, a nice amount of space for New York, and if that was a thirty-eight hundred. Um, you couldn't get that. I mean, my guess is that one's like sixty-five hundred now, like or something. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Um,
0: But yeah, if you split it, um, yeah, if you split it, and you you know you kind of go to the approach of like, hey, I'm not going to save that much on my base. I think that's fine. You know, do try to max out the four hundred one k where you can, especially if there's any matching um just maybe you might not, may not be able to max it out in january and february you might need to kind of blend it in over the first <laughs> months to make sure you're not cash crunched um yeah yeah that's what i would say you can always save money by making i mean eating at the office at, you know every night with seamless and whatnot staying late you save a lot of money that way so i don't know yeah
1: yeah Nabil, what, what are you? What are your thoughts, though? Uh, how how does this compare with with being in UAE? Do you know young professionals kind of feel the same way? I know you were saying, oh yeah, yeah. Expensive I mean, yeah. there as well, but that's maybe there's different, yeah. um, you know, different expectations of what a starting salary is. Would love to kind of get your color on that as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing, pretty much. Where you don't save, especially on the entry level uh, roles, but uh, again, you can save if you're outside the city and all. But if you're in like proper finance, you probably can't afford to stay like too far away because you still have to come into the city so it's, it is expensive it's more about like how do you how you budget and and like i yeah, first was, few years i was just like not saving anything pretty much yeah well it you just guys, goes yeah
1: correct me if i'm wrong but you guys aren't paying income tax and there right nothing yeah so no. that's right off the bat you're already what roughly 45 percent better off than a lot of the id people working <laughs> out in nyc right
2: yeah yeah for sure but then like uh not uh,
0: 45% not and that's the effective that the effective tax rate that's is like your marginal yeah 30, yeah your marginal right 30, Your
1: average yeah. is probably what 35%
2: yeah whatever 30 yeah. 35 yeah percentage but then like the place where these are I mean banks are like financial hubs are like uh, everything's expensive around there so regardless you'll end up like spending quite a bit so right. it depends like where you're saying yeah yeah you're yeah, the system
1: will much. get its money somehow, whether it's through rent. Exactly, or yeah. Somehow it's not in our pockets, but it's in everyone else's. Right? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah not my bad me. financial habits back then. So <laughs> yeah. I just used to spend everything. Yeah,
0: mad at you're, you're looking at um, you were looking at potentially buying, right? But you just can't justify it,
1: right? No, I just just for I, I mean, we've had those conversations, right, about trying to even maybe have a little bit more long term mindset on if you're going to buy a place, like factor in you know maybe future family one kid at least and yeah it just doesn't make sense i think what i what it's come down to unfortunately i don't agree with but this is just what it is um you probably need another partner to get it done like whether you know what i mean sniffing other you need two two contributions to the mortgage just because then you also want to have a lifestyle right you don't want to be house poor. that yeah. was one thing someone mentioned to me the last thing you want is you know you, you have a home but no vacations no you know Nothing. even just going out for dinner like what type of life is that then at the end of the day right <laughs> I feel so like i have um, a house
0: but i have to use my kitchen every night <laughs> you can, yeah or you want to go
1: out for a nice dinner with your with your girlfriend can't do that or even just basically not even living an extravagant lifestyle right it's just uh if you're putting in work and trying to be successful you want to obviously have a little taste of that um you yeah. not still have to live paycheck to paycheck so yeah um that's unfortunately where it's at, but enough of the depressing talk there. We got our, we got our third and last topic uh, for the week here around networking. So um, specifically about referrals, um, you know, Pat, I will let you handle this one as well, just kind of given your expertise in the field. How should candidates approach networking um, as well uh, as well as asking for referrals? Is that common practice in the recruitment process? Do you follow up if you're not getting the referrals? How annoying do you be? How annoying should you not be? Um, take it away.
0: Yeah, I think this is a skill that's totally undervalued and like something that's really something you need to practice to get good at. And um having EQ, emotional you know, emotional intelligence yeah. is really important here to be able to kind of sense what's going on on the phone, the 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 style and whatnot. So I think um you can absolutely at the end of a of a call ask, you know, if there's anyone else you think I should be speaking with, or you know, do you mind introducing me to anyone else and da-da-da, if you think it went well? Um that being said. You know, being like, can you refer me? You can say, can you give me a referral? It's a little bit awkward um, if you ask that way. So, like, there's there's ways you can go about it. And the call is kind of more important that you, like, show genuine interest in that person. And it's not like you're just reading questions off of a list that you, you read online of, like, hey, here are the right questions to ask. I know in our networking course, we have very specific questions um, as examples but you'll notice every single one of those questions that we give in the networking course are very specific to like that person's industry so it's not like you're asking generic questions like tell me the culture of your you know tell me about the culture of this like the person's <laughs> going to be like what are you talking about like yeah. <laughs> you know, do you actually want to ask a real question like somebody might actually come back if they're really kind of pissed off they might just be like do you want to ask me like a question you're actually interested in
1: yeah i think like- that's the most like standard Question? Okay. Yeah, you possibly think like of, it should right?
0: be more specific about like the group, the the deal structure, like what the deal flow. Even is. a
1: reference, I heard even referencing a past deal, right? Like specific, like but obviously, like don't make it too cheesy. But if it is something you are interested in, like you, you thought a deal was unique, maybe yeah, asking them a little question there because show the shows you kind of did your research. Um, yep. Yep. you know, understanding the firm, and but it's, it's also shows a little like more Instagram.
0: effort and should a little more, like you've done your homework and you're not just like getting on the phone to, to get on the phone. That's really now yep. networking for the sake of networking. Cause they think, Oh, I, I'm supposed to be doing this. It's like, no, it's for your benefit, man. Like it's your, benefit. Yeah. you should yeah. be on asking like good questions that you want to learn it so you can learn more. Hey,
1: and I think we could we could both attest, even just from sales calls, you, you, we know when someone's on the line that doesn't want to be on the line, right? So as someone listening to this, they could maybe be thinking, you know, you know I'm, I could, I could pretend, or you know, I, I won't make it that obvious. But at the end of the day, like genuine human interaction, you'll you'll pick up on that. And then if it's not genuine, you know, anyone with like a decent EQ, like you're gonna you're gonna figure that out. And more than not, people that are leading these or, or at least especially in the banking realm, there's a lot of these networking calls. People understand what's what's going on there. So I wouldn't suggest just hopping on to hop on. You got to be genuine in your approach or you're probably doing um, more harm than good. It's actually funny. One, one of the people in the forums mentioned uh, around, is it common for people that say they're going to refer you then to not actually do the referral? Um, I think that's around like, I would handle that as not being too annoying, right? Like it's at the end of the day, people are just going to say things because they're um, not comfortable with any sort of altercation. So just say what you want to hear and then kind of go on with their day. And I think that's probably just a yeah. uh, part of the game. It's it's all numbers based. is how I see it, right? It's all like, you know, you reach out to a hundred people, 20% will take the time to call, take a call with you. You know, you're down now 20 people there. Just, you know, keep breaking it down in like a funnel system. There's going to be people that say to you, yeah, we're or for you and then you just not do it i think it's key not to tarnish your uh yourself by uh,
0: yeah the fact the person was yeah. so wrapped up in that it just makes me feel yeah like they're they're so worried about one referral like they're not getting, they're they're the top of their funnel is probably too narrow yeah you know what i mean it's like you shouldn't yeah, be yeah. getting so wrapped up over one call and not get the person said they were going to refer me like, well don't, haven't you had like five other calls since then and you know what I mean? Like it should just yeah. be about like getting better at that skill, making a genuine connection, building a relationship and add, adding value any way you can in terms of like, Hey, i saw, found this interesting staying in touch every six months, um, yeah. you know, kind of staying top of mind so that you can get those opportunities. Cause I, I know there's a lot of people who already have jobs or looking to make the transition. Like in the live chat we did, they're yeah. like, Hey, how do I go from middle office to front office? And I'm like, you know, you, internally it's super tough. Um, but yeah. externally you can yeah, you, you know you should be you should be building that network and actually improving how you speak and how you interview and all that good stuff so yeah
1: yeah is it a similar concept Nabil out in UAE around networking a lot of coffee chats but yeah uh, yeah same
2: right thing like there. networking's the same yeah pretty much uh, I think networking like most people treat it like networking but I just think affairs like making friends like you don't want to like you're just making friends pretty much so even if you don't get like what you want out of it you just make a good friend and and usually if you want to ask for I feel like you could ask them advice like you know uh, like once they get to know you a little more like let's say you talk maybe once maybe you follow up uh yeah. catch on i mean hop like meet them and then they like you you could ask them hey what do you think like uh uh could, uh, like uh if i had to work at a place like yours like what are the things i would have to work on something like that and then generally the conversation if they're into you uh it'll, it'll automatically go towards that like hey you know what yeah you seem like a good fit i could i could refer you to some someone or something or whatever like or rather than like treating it more like oh i need to ask these questions i need to you know uh comes off like really fakeish, like yeah. especially when some people treat it like completely profession, professionally i just i like to think of it like just making friends just be super yeah. like uh don't be inappropriate but like uh make friends yeah pretty much i, I and you agree, never know I like no, go oh ahead. yeah i mean i was saying like you you never know right uh there are people who have like contacted me like two three years after i first uh reached out to them who've been like hey you know there's a there's an opening do you want to join or something like that so like yeah. you just keep them warm just be friends and you never know when the opportunities come right
1: Time. Yeah, that's. A, I was going to mention. I think it's all about, or a big factor of networking is patience. Right, it takes time to yeah. form these relationships, and I think if you are going in with the uh, idea that you're looking to get something out of the relationship, you know, within a month or so, like it's probably destined yeah. to fail. Um, yeah. I find the best things where I've gotten something out of my network has been from the relationships that have been longstanding, multi-year. Um, and it never stemmed from a place of, you know, I want something from you in a short period of time. It's always been, yeah, let's, let's set it like, let's build a genuine relationship with each other. I know what field you're in, you know, what field I'm in, you know, my skills, I know your skills. We know how we could learn from each other. But, um, you know, eventually our, our paths are going to cross, whether that be in one year, five years, 10 years. And that's where you reap the benefits of, of a successful like networking relationship. Yeah, look at exactly. Grace.
0: Grace, one of my mentees, she started freshman year, and like by the time she was a junior, she had like offers everywhere because she yeah. was just like on top of it, building those network, you know, building those friendships, those relationships early. So by the time she was like interviewing end of sophomore year, junior year, people were like they knew her already. I like, think even like
1: I saw something that you tell me if this is wrong. I thought it was a cool idea, but it was around. I saw someone networking, and they actually just created like themselves a little spreadsheet. Um, just keeping track of you know when they would have met or, or met that person last where it was then even just like a few notes from that meeting there and it could be personal things like this person's expecting oh we have a sheet yeah a we have a child yeah we have a template right? oh see that, template, that's something yeah i didn't even uh i didn't even realize and I, I saw that i'm like you know that's just great i think because again if you're able to reference things like if you're going to go on like your second coffee chat with someone that you you know maybe met with couple months ago and you maybe ask them well how was that you know wedding you mentioned uh, a few months ago that you were going for your buddies yeah. or whatever yeah. it was it just puts you in a better position versus everyone else it's you know personalized it makes them feel good that you've actually listened to them and you actually are you know interested in learning more about their experiences so i think that yeah, be- con-
0: conditional formatting can help you here if you put in the date <laughs> of when you actually first met them and you have conditional format with if it's past six months it kind of turns red or whatever, like, and you and know, it gets you to want to reach out to them again. I yeah. Guess. Like they're I should, I saying, should be uh, paying uh, them and stuff like that. Like it's, it's a, it's a good way to, to stay on top of the, you know, on, on and that's in our networking right. guide. Yeah. That's yeah we guide. All it. right. We're well, it's right a networking guide. Check it out
1: guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
0: huge. <laughs> well, we don't sell it standalone. It's on any of the interview courses. You get the networking course included. So uh, private, there you course, go. Or investment invested banking, consulting or hedge funds. It's, it's included as part of the package. So anyways, cool. very useful.
1: Yeah, yep, I think that's, uh, we'll call it this week, guys. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back next
0: Thursday with another great pod. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.